Hi everyone, welcome back to What Do We Know. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Aruj and Sundas. Hi. Hi. I'm glad you remembered to introduce us I this know. time. I know, I know, Aruj. Don't Not worry, I've got you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today's episode is about being nice and being kind and what it means to be nice to us and what it means to be kind to us. I thought of speaking about this episode or speaking about this topic rather because I think it's important. I really think being kind and being nice is underrated in today's world and the reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because it's a nice thing to talk about. Like I love the fact that there are mm-hmm. people in the world that we don't even know personally but we've had good experiences with them like it can be a stranger on a train it can be a person on a airplane it can be people from all over the world and you don't really know them but the way you encounter those people is just been pleasant but today's episode is about what being nice means to us and what we can take from it what good experiences we've had with people that we don't even know or that we do know how it's affected us mentally like what it means to be kind essentially Mm. um so the first question i have for the girls is what does being nice mean to you and what does it take to be nice um being nice to me it can make and break someone's day also i feel like it's not you don't have to do huge gestures to be nice to someone you can do the most simple thing by just smiling or just being pleasant can make even a stranger's day yeah a Mm. good day um, so yeah, I don't think it takes a lot for people to be nice to each other. It's like I said, you don't have to do grand gestures to, um, prove that you're being nice to someone. So I guess it doesn't take a lot to be nice to someone. And actually sometimes saying nothing at all can be the kindest thing you can do for someone. Mm. So mm. yeah, take that as you, as you want, but sometimes Definitely. It's, it's better to just not say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rich? I think for me... You know, there's that quote of a little kindness goes a long way. Definitely. And I think that's that really encompasses what being nice and being kind is. You never realise how like far a word that you say or a smile or an encounter you have with someone can go. Like someone could be having such a bad day and just you smiling at them, you might not even know them or just you doing something nice for them could mean everything. I think kindness and being nice to people comes in all sorts of forms mm-hmm. and it's something that whether we consciously realize it or not, but it's something that's in our lives every day. Like acts of kindness and acts of being nice is something that we encounter and we take part in every day. Like doing something small for someone in your house, that is an act of kindness. Like that yeah. is being nice or, you know, messaging your friend just to ask them how their day went or just little things like that. Like yeah. you might not think they're nice, but it is nice. Just what does it mean to be nice in general? I think it just it's just how you come across as a person and how you interact with people. And I don't know, I feel like it has a lot of different meanings, which are all different for different people. Mm-hmm. Like something that I might think is really nice might be something very normal and mediocre to someone else. But I think it's acts of niceness, like doing things for people or just your personality as a whole as well mm-hmm. and how you come across. And yeah, I agree. Okay, so... I definitely agree with both of what you had to say. I think it's so simple. It can be the smallest things and it can be the biggest things, but it's so simple to be nice and be kind to people. What being nice means to me is like the world of a difference. It can take my impression of somebody from zero to 100 just because of their attitude and their mannerisms and the way they speak and what they choose to speak about and the way 
they are as a person and I really love it I think being nice is hugely underrated Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure why I think people confuse the fact that you can be professional and nice at the same time the fact that you can have multiple emotions at the same time you can still be nice about it being nice is just super simple it can be the things that don't cost a thing it could be smiling like Mm -hmm. Sunda said I think it's super underappreciated you don't understand how nice Mm -hmm. it is when people smile at you and you don't know them and holding the door open or saying good morning or baking someone brownies or giving your seat up in the train even though that's a massive thing (laughs) even though these acts of being kind or being nice are so small for the person doing them it can mean the world to the person you're giving it to or the person you're doing it for and that's what I love about it that it can mean so much more than actually how much it is like even a smile it doesn't cost you much it's just an expression on your face but it can mean so much and the value of a smile means much more than how hard it is to smile if that makes sense it doesn't take much to be nice I just wanted to quickly add that um, I was reading something earlier today and it was talking about how people that you encounter whether it's for a long time or a a short period or if it's just passing by they will have a perception of you so if you like stay in their memory like whatever that moment was it'll always kind of stick with them so it's always nice to know that people might have a pleasant experience of me in their mind because I'm not sure about you but yeah Wow. I have another thing I wanted to add as well. So we're talking about... (laughs) (laughs) She always forgets and then brings them up um, later. I feel like sometimes social media is a really toxic place. It's hard for me to kind of, I guess, fathom what that feels like to have some stranger come and say something so deep and so personal to you. Mm -hmm. But obviously it, it really does affect people when they read stuff like that. Even if you think, oh, well, you know, they put themselves out there, they should be open to criticism. I think that's a really poor justification for some of the stuff that are written on social media and online and yeah I don't even know where that came from but what I actually originally wanted to say is if you want to smile in person online just use the smiley emoji but I went off on a different rant so (laughs) no but it's so important and true what you said like I think it comes down to people not realizing the impact that their words can have and if they're not nice words and you're having an opinion or you're saying these nasty horrible things which I don't think anyone has a place to say anything about anyone's lives because mm. even if they are celebrities and public figures, like who, but who I are think you to make we, we really We really need some kind of policy or something to actually make these individuals accountable. We can't allow this faceless community of trolls to get away with these horrible, hateful comments. Like mm. there needs to be some kind of censorship and kind of making yeah, sure true. that they are being monitored social media is just is too there's so many blurred lines you know when people are having mental issues or health issues because of stuff that is said to them online and in extreme cases it leads to them taking their own life I'm not saying this has suddenly just happened because of social media but Mm -hmm. you know there, there seems to be a progressive pattern and if social media is like the next big thing for us it's only going to develop and get bigger then this is an area that really needs it needs worked on yeah Yeah, for sure it really needs some guidelines so you think it's important to put limits on people's freedom of speech yes because the freedom of speech doesn't mean that you can take someone else's freedom of kind of you know expression and in some shape or form will limit someone else because you've got that freedom Mm -hmm. so for example Nigel Farage his freedom of speech towards immigrants, whilst that is like, yeah, that's freedom to speech is still a negative effect on the immigrants that 
mm. he's talking about and they also have a freedom to speech as well and a freedom to whatever mm. but then to what extent can you monitor that everyone's negativity and everyone's ability to handle certain amount of comments is different how would so, you handle that? I guess it's like bullying at, in a workplace or a school. Like something like bullying will never be eradicated. Like people will still go out and be mean to you regardless. What I'm trying to say is that there needs to be some kind of repercussion. People shouldn't be able to freely just go on the internet and just have no accountability. Like terrorist activity when it, you know, when it's online, mm -hmm. they seem to have the capabilities of monitoring that stuff and they're able to act upon it so why can't they do it for the greater good but i wouldn't compare like what people say like what people type compared to terrorist activities they are going to have different measures because of what influence that can have on people and i'm not saying that words don't impact people but people allow them to impact them and i don't want to put it on the person themselves but there's so much that you can do or get help from or get support about to make things easier for you you can maybe just go offline go take yourself off the but internet why, why is it on them to seek support for things that are being said to them where they haven't actually asked for it they they have a but role they have a job so i, I agree mean, why with what it, you're saying why is the issue lying with the victim rather than the person that's you know because it's just words okay so i know this sounds really harsh like i know this is gonna sound really harsh from my perspective but i don't think that you can say you believe in freedom of speech if you want to limit people's freedom of speech there is no but like if you believe in freedom of speech there is no but following that sentence you can't say but in this case i don't like it and in this case i don't like it if you don't believe in it you don't believe in it if you think it needs to be monitored if you think people should be there should be repercussions for things like this and that's totally okay mm -hmm. but that just means you don't believe in it but i do think that the freedom of speech is still limiting someone else in the, in another but how does it limit them so give me an example of um, a freedom of speech about anything. Okay, so let's say I don't like your hat. You don't like my hat, but then that limits everybody that wears a hat, who believes in wearing who, a hat. Like, but that's just words. The Jewish community, the What you're the saying Muslim is you're community. trying to put restrictions on what people say. I can it, have opinions. Are you trying to say I can't have an opinion? You can have an opinion, but it's about, you know, the fact that if you aired that opinion, let's say, with a friend in a room and it didn't go out, out anywhere else, that's, you've expressed your freedom of speech, but you've expressed it in a way where it hasn't limited someone who wears a hat in the community and, you've, and you haven't said it to them. I think so you don't want anyone to say negative things to anybody else and every person will have different views of what's negative like why does it bother you so much it's just a statement it's just a word it's just so a for sentence example, I love my hat and I'm wearing my hat right now that's good but, no, but I that's, want you to love your hat yeah but you've you know by by you making a comment and making an issue around my hat is basically trying to say I'm going to pick on something that you wear and that you like and I'm expressing my opinion when I haven't even asked for it but why should you have to ask for it it's just a word like it's just a statement but I guess the, it's because the way it's you the start impact when you st or why you think that you have yeah, but the when, right okay so everyone should have the right to speak what they want mm -hmm. to speak and yeah. that what you're talking about is limiting people's like ways of minds their thinking their thought processes the way we're heading in the world is such an unprogressive society because we want to limit everything that people want to say and the way they want to express themselves and we should be tolerant of people as long as they don't physically affect you and I know mentally that is a blurred line because you can mentally affect someone and really like cause them to feel like they don't want to live anymore and that's not okay either and there is a blurred line but uh, all I'm trying to say is you can't believe in freedom of speech if you want to limit people's freedom of speech when people say negative things in the context of talking about 
being nice and being kind and obviously we were speaking about social media and the the, the repercussions yeah. of these words that people say mm-hmm. and how serious it can get mm-hmm. in that context it is it's hard yeah it's hard so the to... hat is a weak example because when i was talking about trolls i'm talking about really malicious individuals yeah. online it's so a... that's kind of where i'm looking at mm-hmm. the monitoring i mean the day-to-day saying oh i dislike this post that's mm. not malicious but you have the ability to block people or you can yeah. delete comments again i don't feel like it's on i actually don't know if if you know, it's something that can be solved by monitoring or it's such a big thing and it's such a like, I feel like there's a lot of blurred lines there with social media and freedom yeah. of speech and being able to actually find a solution. The truth is, right, I totally agree that people shouldn't shouldn't want to say that. Like, I wouldn't want people to want to say that. I would never want to go online and just cause and incite hate on people because it's just disgusting and rude and not nice. And there's no reason for it. Like, why would I want to do that? And it causes me more harm to think that people want to do that rather than taking it away from them. I want them to want to not do it rather than, to make them not do it and that's the difference i'm trying to say and honestly from this like the truth is you can totally believe that like you can have your ways of wanting to monitor people's speech just as we do in real life when somebody says racist comments to people in real life there are consequences right like i'm not sure what happens but there are measures in place that kind of prevents things like that from happening but what bothers me is that we can't say that we believe in freedom of speech if we limit people's freedom of speech Mm. and that is fact like it doesn't matter we can just say no we don't believe in it and move on and that will be one point and then the other point i wanted to make was um i can't remember what i was going to say but i don't endorse that like i don't believe that people should want to say things like that i don't believe that people deserve that kind of hate but you can't just restrict and filter all the good things in your life and just take away all the negative because it's just about being a human being. People will say bad things to you. People will be mean to you. And I think what we're talking about right now is when it gets really extreme, like when people get really aggressive and people are sending death threats and things like that and it gets really serious. And that's, things need to be done about that. I'm not sure what should be done, but things need to be done and but I think freedom of speech is one thing that we should try to hold on to if we can. Mm. So you know what? This is why it's important to be nice. I want the freedom to say what I want, but I want to choose to be nice. And exactly. that's the difference. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that was a bit of a tangent, but mm-hmm. we shall proceed to the next question. So the second question I have is, are there any first encounters with people that have stuck with you? Do you know what? When I thought about this question... I literally had to sit there and be like, what encounters have I had with people? (laughs) Like, it was actually quite hard because my mind went blank. Mm. I did think of a few, but obviously I'm not going to like drag this out. So I'll just mention one. It's a good one. It's a really nice one. And Manny was involved in this encounter. Was I? And no, darling, you weren't. This was about three years ago. Wow, I cannot believe that was three years ago. Wow. Um, So me and Manny graduated at the same time in the summer of 2017. We basically got given a holiday as as our graduation gift from our families. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really lovely. And we both went to Milan together. And it was a very exciting, fun holiday. And on one of the days, we kind of... So we were staying, like, near central Milan. And then there's this other district in Milan, which is slightly further out from, from the inner city. And um, there's a canal there and there's basically like really, really nice places to eat. And it was a nice part of Milan to go and see as well. Not the typical central city. We thought we'd go there, obviously, and have dinner there one day. And um, it got to kind of about half an hour or an hour before the reservation. And we were like, right, we should kind of make our way because we don't actually know where the dinner place is. So we put it on Google Maps and 
it was a little bit confusing. We were kind of, we weren't lost, but we couldn't, we didn't know which way to go to get to this place. We were walking along the canal towards this bridge. There was these two guys who were jogging past and then we stopped them to ask, you know, what's the best way to get to this restaurant? And they were like, oh, so let me see what it shows you on Google Maps. And I showed them what was coming up on my phone. And they were like, okay, you know what? That is one route to go. It was like, you know what? You shouldn't follow Google Maps. And we were like, what? Like, how are we going to get there then? And they were like, oh, because um, the route that it's showing you is not really safe for you guys to go that way. And they showed us like another way to go, which was along the main streets and the main kind of area. And it was just really nice that like, in that moment, first of all, obviously mm-hmm. they helped us and people are always very, mostly people are always quite helpful, but it was just the consideration of them like saying to us, I just thought that was a very nice thing of them to do. And they were really kind and they were like, you know, made sure that we understood where we were going. But that was a nice encounter that we had because they were complete strangers. So uh, when I gave some thought to this question, I've had so many encounters, I can't really boil it down to one, but well, today I spoke to a friend and then I thought, how did we first encounter each other? My story might be a bit of a strange one. My encounter with a friend um, who I met at uni is one that kind of formed into a nice close friendship. We met in second year. One of my closest friends, Joe, we lived together. I, I realised something about myself in second year where Joe had more coloured friends and more more diverse group of friends than I did. But I was just like, you know what, Joe, I, I think I need a, a diverse group of friends. So I was like, Joe, you need to invite your Arab and Pakistani friend to a house party because, you know, I'd like I like to have a, a diverse group of friends. Joe was just like, yeah, I need to introduce you to my friend Mariam and Saba. They're really lovely and you'll really get along with them. And I was like, yeah, OK, well, like, let me make that judgment because mm-hmm. like, I will always have love for my own people. But I also know that there are only particular people that I can really form an actual friendship with. And sometimes the rest of it's just like, yeah, we know each other. But like I deep down, I know that we have nothing in common. So it was second year. We threw a house party and these two girls came strangely I just didn't have the chance to speak to them properly but I was kind of like giving them a smile to acknowledge them to be like oh my god it's so nice that you guys came to the party but I need to find an opportunity where I can actually come and speak to you guys but um basically it got to about two or three o'clock in the morning and the girls that I lived with we all came together and we were just like we need to get rid of all of these people now because they're not actually leaving the house party what me and Joe did is we decided that we were going to get everyone to put their coats on and say, like, we're going to carry this house party, follow us out the door. <laughs> and we had no plan, by the way. And we had like around about 20, 21 people. And that's quite a lot, if you think about it, in a house. And we had this big group of us just exiting our house to go nowhere, go nowhere basically. <laughs> I was just kept saying to Joe, like, where are we actually going to take these people? Like, But anyway, naturally, a lot of people just kind of left. But anyway, we actually led the house party to a park. It was in a woodland area, but it was kind of like heavily where the students lived. And those two girls were still with us because obviously they were Joe's friends. And I didn't have a proper chance to speak to Marion, but um, Saba was the Pakistani girl. And I literally, I thought, you know what? I don't know whether we're really going to get along. And this again, like it gives a bit too much of my personality. It was hard to tell whether we'd get along with each other, but I was just like, I'll just suss her out. There will be something about her that will tell me if actually, you know what, we're not even going to get along with each other. But anyway, the whole night went and we didn't actually speak to each other at all. And even when I was in the park and I was like, at some point, we're going to leave people here. I'm going to go home. And we had no conversation that night. I think I went up to say hello to her. So that night when we were walking together, Saba just turned around and she goes to me. By the way, we've had no conversation. She was like, 
I think you're a really nice person. I think we'd really get along with each other. And I was like, you know what? I think the same as well. And I thought that was so random, even though both of us knew that we haven't spoken to each other at all. I was like, yeah, you seem like a really nice person as well. And that night was the beginning of a very long friendship where we actually talk to each other now like normal people. It was second year where I just made this nice group of diverse friends when I was in a bit of a chock-a-block with the same looking people for a very long time in a non-racial way. But yeah. Okay, guys, so I appreciated both of your stories. So my encounter is actually, it's not a big story, to be honest, but I had this experience at a car garage where I was trying to get my headlight fixed for my car. And the reason why I want to mention this is because I'm really skeptical about going to mechanics or going to different garages to get my car fixed because I feel like people are not really honest like they can charge you the amount that they want to charge you and you just have to believe it because you have no idea about what is wrong with your car and so when I find a good garage and I find people to trust it's really rare and I remember going to this place and had no headlight working and I wanted to just get it fixed it was like 5.50 and they shut at six o'clock and everyone always hates the last customer that comes in mm. they couldn't even turn me away because there was still 10 minutes left and they were so nice it was three guys and um, they all helped to change my headlight and I know it sounds crazy but I don't know what was wrong with it but it was so tough that each of them tried to undo something and it wasn't undoing and it wasn't working and it was so funny to witness but it was also so incredibly nice of them because in the end it was quarter past six it was past the times they had to go home on top of that they didn't charge me and it was just the kind of experience that you feel like that's such a nice thing to do like you didn't have to do that I wasted so much of your time and we just had such a good conversation it was really funny and I fully appreciated their time and the conversation we had during that experience and even though I'll never see them again things like that will always stick with me and I don't always remember everything but there are so many encounters that I have like that I will never see these people again but this time that we spent together I really fully appreciated and that's why I wanted to draw attention to. Okay so the next question I have for you guys is some say being nice is a weakness do you agree and why? Yes so the message is always going to be be kind be nice like I don't want to confuse the message that we should always practice and tell people but actually those in my life that are the nicest people that I know are the ones that get taken the advantage of mm. the most. I guess that's why I also class myself as a very nice person, by the way. <laughs> I know you sh- I know you shouldn't blow your own trumpet, but uh, I mean... Don't know about very the- nice. We'll stick to just okay, nice. no, Let's I'm just joking. say the past 10 years, because I don't want people to come out of the woodwork and start exposing me. <laughs> I'm joking. I just feel like... I don't want to see it as a weakness, but I think one of the personality traits that I see that's really common in those individuals that are really nice is they do it without question. They do it naturally, and it's just part of them to to be really nice. That What they find is that they attract those people that are takers and never give. Hmm. So what ends up happening is the individual who's really nice will always just let things go and just be like, you know what, it's fine. It's just a small favor. And that small favor is very much their time being taken, their effort being taken, and sometimes so much more. So for me, I just think if you're going to be a really nice person, just do it with some logic. If you think about it, when you need a favor from someone, you don't ever go to that person you know who's going to ask the most questions or is going to be difficult to get an answer from or get them to do something. You always go to that nice person you know that will just do it for you. 
mm-hmm. right? But then they've built that reputation up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, so they'll never say no to you. They'll never say no to you. And we do it, so whether we do it consciously or whether we do it subconsciously, we kind of go to those that we know will do us a favor. But sometimes those individuals are the ones that do everyone a favor all the time, never question anything, always have a heart of gold. And honestly, sadly, I just think that a lot of the time they just attract the wrong kind of people. Or they don't attract the wrong kind of people, but people will always take advantage of them. And so it's not a weakness in them. It's just a a loophole of weakness that people take advantage of. I don't know. I think I'm repeating myself, but I think I've made my point as Mm -hmm. well. I think I'd say yes as well, to an extent. It is. And my reasoning would literally be exactly the same as what Sunda said. All three of us and so many other people would definitely agree that it is so important to be a nice, good person. And there are so many nice people in my life who I absolutely, you know, I love Mm. them. (laughs) I know you directed that at me. And they make your day. And, you know, you just know that there's people that you can go to and they'll always be nice to you in certain situations. But I think it does become a weakness when you are taken advantage of and you do see it a lot. Like I do see it with different people in my life. I think it's quite sad when you think about it because it's such a good positive trait that they've got. But people around them, whether they do it intentionally or unintentionally, don't realise how far they're going in using this person's niceness. Mm. And with certain people, you see it where it goes too far and they're always giving and giving and giving, but they don't know how to take. At their own loss. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes at their own loss, but just in general, being nice in relationships and with your friends, with your family, it works both ways in Mm -hmm. that sense, in more of a personal way. Yeah, I think in the context of being taken advantage of as well, put it as a weakness. Okay, I agree with what you both had to say, but the only thing I would disagree with is that it's a weakness because I think what you're describing is people being selfless, and I think that's different to being nice. You don't have to let people walk all over you, but you can still be nice. I think. People that are taken advantage of or people that are so giving, they are just selfless people and that's a different yeah. concept. Whereas being nice, I feel like isn't a weakness. And the reason why I say that is because there's no way that I could think of me being nice where it isn't a good thing. And saying no to somebody doesn't make me not nice. Yeah, so that's one thing I think about. The one reason where I felt like maybe it would be a weakness is when it's confused. So like sometimes being nice is confused with you flirting with somebody. Sometimes you can have a conversation with somebody and you're just being nice, but they're taking it in a different way. And you can't, like, how do you, it's a very, like, it's a blurred line because you can't help how somebody takes what you say, but you are saying it with the intention of being nice. I can't really describe it. It's the only example I can think of right now. But that's one thing I think is often confused a lot and people mistake people that are kind and nice to them as something more when it's just being nice. Okay, so next question is, what could each individual do in the world to make the world a nicer or better place? I think what I'd say is always see being nice as something that's positive. And I feel like every single human being in this world can have niceness in them and can have this goodness in them, no matter what. I'd say be conscious of others and your own actions because... Being nice can be through your words, through an act, through an expression. So there's so many forms of being nice. So being conscious of that and maybe making the effort to be nice. I feel like smiling is such a simple form of being nice to others. Mm -hmm. So smile more often. Yeah, I like that. Just going to keep it at that. Okay. So something quite similar to what Aru just said. It's something I think people should adopt. I do it and it works for me. (laughs) So 
is it a concept? I don't even know. Am I coining it? Probably. Manny will say probably not. She always has something. Go on, girl. Let's see. Let's hear um, it. I think people need to adopt a side smile as well as just a front smile. I am just generally quite a happy person. And when I'm traveling for work or even when I'm in my hometown, and I think it's especially when it's my own people where I, I actually don't know them, but I know that they can see me and I can see them. And we're both thinking the same thing. We're basically thinking, who are you? Where have I seen you? But an eye, eye contact and a front smile is a bit too much because it's inviting a conversation. And I'm not always one to invite a conversation or the other person isn't. But a side smile always leaves you with thinking, yeah, this is my way of saying I pleasantly say hello to you <laughs> and that I've acknowledged you. Lovely to see you in my town. I don't actually know who you are, but that side smile is just to say, A, I don't have a resting bitch face and B, we don't know each other, but like, it's fine. I've acknowledged our kind of side corner eye look. So that's where a side smile really works. And just generally, um, sometimes when you feel really awkward in many social environments, I've always got a side smile. So yeah, I think people should just adopt a side smile. Yeah, try it. So for me, I think smiling is honestly the most underrated, nice thing to do for anybody that is just the easiest thing to do, like without a doubt. You can just smile at someone and it's just kind and nice and leaves you both like feeling good. But I would say, despite everything I said before about freedom of speech, because I fully believe in it, but I also believe that it's nice to be nice. And if you don't have anything nice to say, then just don't say it. If I could 100. really implement that in my life, I would love to. Like, I'm actively trying to do that. But and doesn't I'm not... that limit someone's um, freedom of speech? No, because what I'm trying to say is make the choice to not want to say bad things. And that's the difference. It's not being forced to do it. It's wanting to do it. On point. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm just trying to make my point. <laughs> yeah, but offline, we take this it to girl the tally like chart. Every, <laughs> this girl just wants to I'm sitting debate here about like, everything. You know, holding them both back, by the way. But I say that because obviously words affect us and it's just nice to be nice. It really is. Being insulting, rude or disrespectful to someone is different to just constructively giving them criticism yeah. and people really don't understand the difference between that and the best way to avoid it is just to not say anything it's yeah. a very like individual personal thing the things that come out your mouth and the actions that you take are you know they're your words and your actions and you are responsible for them so it really is like I like what you said about consciously thinking about it yourself truth is i'm saying this to myself i'm not saying i'm one that goes out of my way to say bad things about people <laughs> but i'm sure in conversations with our friends or from around people that we mm. know we just start talking about something and we go off yeah. on a tangent and then speak about things that we don't even need to speak about yeah. and i'm I much more conscious of that today than i ever yeah. was a lot of times especially in the workplace people can really misunderstand the smallest thing and you're like whoa 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 sally that's not what I meant. <laughs> I always, you know, sometimes things escalate and you're like, wait, wait, I just switched off. Like what just happened? Kind of just going back like two things in that, that situation, either side smile and don't say anything or don't say anything and don't hurt anyone. Okay, so I really appreciate all your comments and your Thank stories you. and our debates on this. I honestly, it's so important to be able to express yourself. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to have debates. True. Um, so that's why freedom of speech is so I important. I hope I articulate my argument properly, but I don't think I do. Okay, I yeah. Think. So I appreciated your comments and your stories and your feedback on everything that we spoke about today. And honestly, I was surprised about where it went, like being nice. I didn't know that it would take the turn or the tangents that mm -hmm. it did, but it was nice. Um, sorry, I need to stop saying nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're all but say it was nice good. Now, it was good. Um, so obviously, we cannot wrap up without saying what's on our mind. So what's on your mind, guys? 
Real quick, before I say what's on my mind, Manny, I actually really loved this topic and I loved talking Aww. about... I loved it too. ...how nice it is to be nice. So what's on my mind is that, guys, we still need to go to a restaurant and eat on our own. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I just remembered it. I think Let's I've do picked it. my place. I'm going to be extra weird and I'm going to be there at three or four o'clock in the morning at this restaurant. What? No, it's dinner, Sundar. It's like three or four in the morning is not weird because you can easily go out at that time by yourself. But it's, no, it's the point of trying to make yourself uncomfortable. I just want to see she Duck and Waffle. Go. She wants to go Duck and Waffle. Yeah, do you want to join me? But then uh, we, we can all sit nine. on separate tables. I just want to know. Like, I will probably I mean, go I duck and waffle by myself, but that's not the uncomfortable position I want you to be in. I want you to go to dinner sushi time. samba at dinner time or duck and waffle at dinner time. Peak I don't dinner think they time. have a table for one, guys. Of course they, they do. Get a table will. for two and it's for one. Okay, so is that both of what's in your minds? No. I've got a different mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go on, Thank girl. You made me forget what's on my mind. I had three things on my Maybe mind. Maybe if you shut up while I was talking about what's on my mind. <laughs> what's on my mind is I have a holiday booked that's coming up very soon. And I'm so, so excited. It's a big trip. So I actually cannot afford to do the packing the night before, which is something I, I always do. I just have this like mental list of things that are necessary and anything that gets left behind, buy it when you get there. But generally for this trip, I need to pack ahead. Yeah, I'm, I've started my packing, or I haven't started my packing, but I wrote down a list of things that I need. And in the next few weeks, I am going to be slowly packing for this big trip that I deserve because, you know what, I work really hard, so well done me. Yes, girl. Yes. You know what, I didn't know what was on my mind before having this conversation, but since you just talked about this trip, and since last episode I spoke about what was on my mind about going to San Francisco, I'm going to speak about just going there and what the experience I had so I had so many reservations about going there and all the experiences I had and all the experiences that people have within the security within getting into the country within um, just the people the encounters that you have and honestly it was just the most nice pleasant experience I could possibly describe to you and I know that sounds really unheard of like most people just go through especially a Muslim hijabi most people go through a really bad experience in security, but I had such a pleasant encounter with this really nice person. And what I realized, guys, is that, you know, the people at customs who are serving us to get us in the country, right? Their shifts are 16 hours. Wow. Yeah. They have 16 hour shifts. Bless. That's why they're so miserable. It was really nice. I had such a nice experience. Good. It looked really good. That is nice. So that was the what's on my mind. Okay, so thank you so much for listening, guys. Please, as always, leave us comments and reviews and let us know how you thought the episode went and what it means to be nice for you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. See you on the next episode. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Adios.